Welcome to episode 8 of the Grindhouse Podcast, right? Um, yeah, we made it all the way to episode 8. Bef- gonna, we haven't gotten canceled yet, so... We're going to keep turning these out. Yeah. Um, so expect a couple podcasts this week. We're sorry that we missed the latest, uh, yeah. I guess, deadline for our new... We don't have a fucking deadline. Nobody's yeah, I mean, we. This. so we try to put it out on Wednesdays. It sometimes happens. It sometimes doesn't. Yeah, exactly. Like, this week, yeah. it just... We're definitely not at the got, point where this is like, um, and I say this because I was listening. I, if you watch the show, you know that like we listen to the Joe Budden podcast, or at least I do. Um, and they were talking about giving up everything that you have or whatever, and like do podcasting full time or just chase your dream full time, whatever. I don't think Joe knows what he's talking about when he, <laughs> when he says that shit because he's only been a rapper all, all his life, you know. And he's got yeah. he got signed to a major label when he was like twenty. But also, uh, I mean, he has other he has like that other show. That, what state of the that is such BS culture. advice. Yeah, that is such BS advice. I'm yeah. not stu- I'm not going full on on this podcast because me and you, no offense, we're a bunch of nobodies. Yeah, and we have to earn people's rep. We have to yeah. earn some sort of reputation. I gotta go to work, like dropping out and of, then yeah. do this. Yeah, like, no, I'm sorry. We got bills to pay. We can't just yeah. like focus on podcasting full time because we're not going to yeah. get paid for it. So, I, I and mean, the fact that the, I mean, it's not just a podcast. It's like we trying to do a label yeah. as well. So it's it's a it's a yeah. whole thing. It's not to say so. that we're not putting our best foot forward. Yeah, but just you know, every now and then we just won't release a podcast if you're looking for us in the time that you expect us until we start hearing some fucking feedback. Yeah, you know, if you're sick of us like missing our deadlines, let us know so we can feel yeah. subconscious about it. Talk some shit. Yeah, you know? talk a lot of shit. That's all. Yeah. You know, that if you want us to release it on time, if you're listening, talk a lot of shit, and we'll we'll you try know, to we'll feel get pressure. it together. You know, yeah. but I mean, last week it was, it was my fault. I accidentally deleted it. Um, yeah. So yeah. But all right. So what do you got? To talk, what are we uh, going on this week? Uh, so me and you, we went out. What night was it? Saturday. No. No, it was a Thursday night. Yeah. Yeah. So we went out to a show in Somerville at the... uh, Not just any show. It was a Grubby Paws' show. Shout out to Grubby Paws. Yeah, shout out. Um, Also, SC Knack was there, too. SC Knack performed for a bit, yeah. 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 Um, But yeah, it was at uh, Bow Market on the Canopy Room. Pretty awesome. That was my first time in that room. Um, I've never been to that place at all. Like, yeah, ever. I've been to basement shows. I've been to like house shows. I've been to all sorts of venues. I've never been to a venue that is literally like a small like boutique shop in like a uh, in a little market area. It just felt yeah. weird. It felt like I should like it was a retail store. Like it felt like that's where you put, it felt like, like like a GameStop or something. It felt like someone's living room. Like it was like like kind of cozy. They, they made it into somebody's own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it had like couches and like a rut. Like it was, it was a lot of exotic cool. plants. Yeah, yeah, I was into it. It was yeah, nice lighting, nice dim lighting. It was kind of it was dope. I'm not I'm not trashing the place. I just like I've never been to a venue that was literally like it seems like they're a retail shop during the day. And yeah, they change it to the. I was sort of like night. taken back by it when we first stepped down. I was like, is this like a commercial space? Like it just didn't yeah. feel like it. So yeah. that was cool. It definitely yeah. felt like it shouldn't have been there. Like it's like at any moment, like the cops are gonna come and be like, "What are you guys doing here?" Yeah, like you're not supposed to be yeah. here. These, these are businesses. What are you doing? <laughs> um, very interesting location. Uh, I yeah. d- dug it though. It was dope. We couldn't I find it, so I mean, no. But when like, we, we walked got there, by we it, it, yeah, once or twice. So then we yeah. couldn't find parking. That's just we're idiots. That's nothing. Yeah, yeah. It, we're it wasn't just hard stupid. to find. We're just idiots. Yeah, we we just be this butthead just looking around. Um, but we found it. We followed the music. All the way upstairs, and uh, it was a dope show. So Grubby Paws had this show. Um, it was like he came on. I think he was middle, but he said so he threw on the show. It was sort of like an appreciation for him. Um, I think it was like right before SC Neck went on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, in terms of the order, it was like he went on somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to a few of the the artists that like performed aside from SD. Shout out to SD, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, we went out there to support him. Um, but uh, there was some good performances. Uh, Spinda was also there. Um, yeah. He performed. Um, Heem performed. Um, uh, Evildoer performed or had a set. Uh, Loman was Michelangelo. Like, yeah, Michelangelo had a perform had a set. He actually, it's funny because I I didn't know he he does a lot of like um, 
Al Davino, like Crime Apple stuff. Yeah. That was cool. We got I, to hear an exclusive uh, Crime Apple Michelangelo production. Yeah. That was a good song. Yeah. So um, I guess let's start with the opening. Let's go. Let's just go linearly. That's the best way to go. Yeah. Um, so first, the opener, um, the first MC we played, um, who we'll just, we won't even mention who it was because, like, whatever, that's not important. Um, <laughs> I just like so um if you remember this like of course you remember this you were with me um this sucks when it happens but apparently like the rapper had sent his beat out or the song that he was going to perform like he sent I think he performed like three songs and the first two songs were correct and he did a, a good job of, form, of performing um you know good overall good MC and then the third song apparently like was yeah it the wasn't wrong like version. imported or something yeah, like that it or... didn't send over yeah. something happened and yeah. seeing watching a rapper like live be like oh shit like what the fuck's happening like the might this is not what i wanted yeah and then having to adjust on the fly is like from a secondhand perspective very stressful yeah <laughs> yeah so i could only imagine what he felt well, like, like when he was going in that, that situation would you would you have like just cut your like set short or would would you have like i would have cut my set short same. I, unless, unless you are really good at freestyling and you are, you have enough confidence in yourself to be able to, to, to follow through with it. Yeah. So what what happened was that he didn't cut his set short, which what we would have done um, in that situation, just to save ourselves. Maybe like, ah, oh, you know, whatever. Like, you know, y'all get this, you know, whatever. Y'all get some more. Check me out here. Blah blah blah. Whatever. I think that that would have been the best way to go about it. Give credit to him though, man. The dude had balls, and he was like, "Fuck it, I'll freestyle this shit. Yeah. Just throw on a beat. I'm a. I'm, let me. I'll give you something off the dome. Um, and off the dome could either be amazing when you're on, but especially when you're stressed out because like shit under is pressure going like left that, and you're yeah. under pressure, and people are just watching you, and there's like a, a, a five minute moment of awkward silence because you're trying to find the beat that ultimately wasn't there. Maybe that's not the best time to go off the dome because you're already in this like funk, you know." Yeah. Um, but he went off the dome with it, and he was good for a, a bit. He was starting off, he was good, but then he'd lose it, and then he'd try to find it, but he couldn't find it, and we were just all standing there, like, trying... Like, the crowd was, like, supporting. Yeah, no, it It's not like was. everybody was, like, clapping or whatever, but nobody yeah. was booing. No. Nobody was, like, you know, no. saying shit under their breath. Everybody no. was just, like, kind of standing there awkwardly, which is, like, the most... Like, if you're choking, no offense, but if you're choking in front of a live audience... The best thing you could expect, I think, aside from a pity clap, is just silence. Yeah. So the crowd just gave him nothing but silence. And, you know, he did his thing. Shout out to him for just having enough balls to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to do something off the dome. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it ultimately, it didn't. Um, and I was just remember it being... I, it was so hard watching it that I was like, I'm going to just get a beer. Like, forget about this for a second. Have this dude figure stuff out. That's yeah. what I feel like the whole audience should have do. Just, like, don't pay attention to him for a second. Like, yeah, everybody's just, just standing give, around. Give him a minute. You <laughs> They're know, just, just standing around yeah. waiting for him, you know, like, yeah. tapping their feet. You know, just, like, give this man a minute to find his music. Like, yeah. you know, he you know, clearly he had this shit re- rehearsed and he wanted to go for it. Something happened. Whatever. Yeah. But, um, damn. I just remember that mountain being like, whew, that's a tough break. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Hemp for still having enough balls to be able to put himself out there like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, most artists, they have a moment or two like that. You have to. It's a rite of passage, I feel like, yeah. you know, um, for an artist that, like, you know, something goes left. And sometimes you just, you get better at being able to, like, it's kind of like a comedian with heckling. Like, you get better the more, like, you go through something like that. Yeah. So I'm sure next time out, he's going to have all the confidence in the world to be like, you know, fuck it. Like, yeah. you know, I held my own last time. It's not like he was, like, it was excruciatingly bad that we had to boo him out or anything. No, it's just like, no. he would... He he started off with a good freestyle, and we'd get into it, and then he would just like slip on a word, and then that would just cause a whole snowball effect, yeah. which happens often. Yeah. Um, but you know, it just sucks that he had this whole thing queued up, and then that happens instead. So that was kind of a tough way to start the night. Um, and then they moved on to and shout out to Loman. So Loman was um, DJing throughout the whole night, and so he would yeah. play a couple songs in the beginning. He was getting setting the vibes perfect. And then, you know, people perform and then he performed between sets, so on and so forth. So shout out to him for doing his thing. Like his I loved his every time he played a record, I fucking loved it. 
Um, he definitely has a great selection of no, he you know. yeah, no, definitely. Um, so shout us to him. Who played after the opener? Um, Michelangelo. Oh, oh, whoa! As Estinac would say, <laughs> man, he was dope. Yeah, he was. Dope. I was, I was into that. Like that was, that was dope. So Michelangelo came out in like a, a hoodie with his like um, hood all the way over, squeezed, had some sort of thing on his face. He was like a ninja. Uh, I had no idea who he was. I was like, what is this guy? Yeah, like, like what's this? going on? Yeah. And I, I didn't, like, obviously I know the rappers that he, like, yeah. produces I know with. Michelangelo, yeah, like, he he produced Excellence by, you know. Yeah, I just didn't place him yeah. to be that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, once he started playing, like, like Al Davino and stuff like that, it's like, oh, shit, yeah. like. And it wasn't like his name was, like, like you know, for, I think the poster said Groupie Paws and Friends. So yeah, it didn't really like specify who. Yeah, yeah. All it said was like Estinac, and that was I think it. Yeah, yeah. Fire. Estinac was like the main. Yeah, he's like you yeah. know he's gonna be here, but everybody else was like in friends. Yeah. Um. So it was we didn't know who was gonna be on. Like it's not like we know some of these dudes by face, especially when they're hidden. So I had no idea that was Michelangelo. Like, yeah. yeah, that's Michelangelo. And uh, yeah, he killed it. His beats are amazing. Oh man, amazing. Super cinematic, like just. That yeah, just he knows dope. it. He had all the confidence in the world up there, just like you know, like I mean, it you know makes sense. Kind of had that Swiss like, beast swag to him. He's just like playing yeah. this shit, you know, yeah. fuck up to it. Um, so yeah, that was dope. Michelangelo was yeah. great, fucking um, dope. He played a was it? He played a song, uh, an exclusive song that's coming out soon um, with him and Crime Apple. Yeah, was there anybody? Do you remember anybody else being featured on that song? I think there was somebody else featured on that song. I can remember. I don't know. Um, but that song was sick, also. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Was sick. So um, be on, you know, be on the lookout for new Crime Apple um, with uh, Michelangelo producing the beat. So yeah, Chill. definitely, definitely a, an awesome song and great fucking dude that makes beats. So yeah, yeah. And then um, Grubby Paws, I believe, came. No, Spinda came on. Um, Spinda yeah. came on. He was pretty good. He rapped. Um, I haven't listened previously to too much Spinda. Um, I, I love him though. He's, he's pretty dope. Yeah. Um, good he's lyrical cool. content. Good, pretty good rapper. Um, I'll have to li- listen to him a little bit more because I haven't yeah. really like. Uh, yeah, I've never. I his... haven't listened to like his recordings so, like after that night. So I, I definitely yeah. want to check those out. He definitely like is involved with a lot of people I do listen to though. So like maybe I just haven't been like looking for him specifically. But he was he was sick. Uh, Spender was dope. He gave you know he was was a pretty good rapper. Yeah. Um, Grubby Paws I think came on. Um, right? Am I looking at that right? What does that say? Yeah. Yeah. Ruby Paws came out. Um, his set, like, you know, I, I hate to say, like, all oh, the sets were great because, you know, they were all pretty good. Grubby's, I think, was the best. I, yeah. You know, just in terms of, like, like DJ set, like, DJ set wise, the... he knows how to DJ yeah. for sure. Like, he yeah. knows how to, like, open it, bring the crowd up, kind of, like, re- drop the, like, the, like, the heavy bass beat and, like, get everybody moving. And then kind of like he knows how to control the crowd. You can see that that comes with a lot of experience. And um, he's his set was my favorite of the night because it was like it just he know he knew how to control the crowd just right every time. Yeah. Um, and uh, the crowd, by the way, was interesting uh, mixture mixture. So there was like some like really preppy looking like white kids that like look like they just really appreciate like hood music kind of. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, very very like. Uh, you know, fucking Swampscott Marblehead looking kids. Yeah. You with like pink yeah. hoodies and shit. Um, who probably listen to like mad like gangster rap. So there's a couple of that there's a couple of those. Couple hipsters, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um, and then some hood dudes. So it was like a, a the, the interesting part, I mean that's a gen you you're gonna see that in every show pretty much. The interesting part is because it was in a, a fucking market. A, like a marketplace with other stores and other retail oh, shops. Yeah. <laughs> the people who would walk by, <laughs> yeah, and then come in was hilarious. Like it, like once they came in, they'd be kind of confused. Like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Like beautiful women, like beautiful women will walk by, yeah. and like they'll want to come in. They're like, oh, what's going on here? This is good. And then they and come then, in, they yeah. figure out they're like, like oh shit, there's the nothing but yeah, there's nothing but dudes who probably like you know like one chick in here. <laughs> Um, you know, it's a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a sausage fest, so it's just like you yeah. know, like you know, uh, which is again when it comes to like hip hop and like 
that like non like mainstream radio friendly hip hop. Like you're gonna expect a more male dominant crowd. Yeah. But like beautiful women will walk by because they love the beats or they love whoever was rapping at the time and they come in and they like they think about going in further, but like ah I feel yeah. like I'm jumping in with a bunch of sharks right now. They yeah. walk the fuck yeah. away. So that happened a few times. I love the old people in like the peacoats that would like leave from the fancy restaurant next door who would like, Oh, what's this? What are they doing in there? And they like peek their head in. Yeah. And then the second the guy who's like taking money at the door tells him it's twenty bucks to get him like, oh. and they walk off. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. dude, <laughs> you can you probably afford just that. spent eighty dollars yeah. at dinner. You could probably like do exactly. the twenty bucks. He's like, Yeah, I can't support this music. I can't I can't no. I can like, I can listen and watch and exploit, but I can't uh but can't that's pay it. you the twenty dollars. That's all I can do. So uh, that was funny watching those guys like walk yeah. by. Um, so you know it was interesting. Overall, though, when Evil Doer came on, um, I think at one point his set was, I feel like his set was the longest of the night. I don't know if I, it's because yeah. I felt it was the longest of the night. Or if it was actually the longest. Well, of I the think night. Um, I think he was the last set of the night. Yeah, yeah. So, so he really he like took it the home. Headliner, yeah. The Evil Doer shit. The thing with Evil Doer shit is his it knocks. Yeah. Every time. It's just knocking the whole time. So yeah, I like, felt like my brain was just like. Yeah, I think I, I was definitely enjoying it at first, and then after a while, I got tired. I was just yeah. like, "I'm an old man. It's midnight. Like I gotta go home." I've got my like earplugs, so like, and there's a pretty small space. So like, for me, like I just always wear earplugs when I do those things. I was given um, the aggressive head bob at the beginning. And then somewhere in the middle of the set, I was like, all right, got sore and you're I need like, to, yeah, I, I need to sit down. My feet hurt. My back is killing me, you know? I'm, I'm an old man. I, I have to go home. <laughs> Starting to sweat from places I don't like, <laughs> you know? I'm going to sit down on this one. Um, and yeah. so I enjoyed, like, the rest of his set, like, sitting down. And then at some point, we ended up leaving just before I think he finished up. Um, this, you know, but overall, the night was awesome. That was yeah. a really, really good show. Shout out to Grubby Paws for putting that on. Shout out yeah. to Esty. Oh, we didn't even talk about Esty. Oh, yeah. Uh, his set, way too fucking short. I wanted more. I yes. wanted like five, six songs. Yes. I think we got same. maybe two. I think we got two, maybe three. Two, two and a half. Because I think he, he, was, he started to play Excellence and then he, he cut it short. Um, so I think we got somewhere of two and a half. I will say this. It was the fucking best two and a half songs I've ever heard. Yeah. He like, had the crowd going. Oh, yeah. He had the crowd going. Yeah. People just eat off his hands when he, like, he just, he grabs the mic and people just eat off his hands. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, he's just that kind of, like, Aura. He's that kind of personality. Like, yeah, um, it's amazing when he walks into a room. People are just like, oh shit, like, Esty's here. Like, yeah, you, know, you acknowledge like, that he's in the room. Yeah, for so. sure. Um, you know, I think uh, he said it best. He's just like, you know, whenever Esty gets here, floating on a cloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, which is what it feels like. It feels like whenever he walks into you know a, a spot, it's like he's floating on a cloud. It's yeah. just like you know, he's a little bit different from everybody else. So it was it was really really dope to hear him perform. He hadn't performed in a very long time. I heard. It's been yeah. a while since he performed. I think he's told us out on the podcast when last time he was here. I'm just very, very happy that I got to experience that because that was amazing. Um, sure, it was. I, I would have. I wished it was longer, um, you know. But it is what it is, and I think we got yeah. a fucking amazing, you know, two and a half songs from him. Yeah, the crowd was going nuts. Um, uh, yeah, that's what you know. That's all you can expect, I guess. You know, because um, it wasn't his show after all. He was just you know a featured artist on the show. So it was just like, you know, this is the SD Knack show. This is a Grubby Paws show, you know, with SD Knack performing. So it is what it is, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. No, I agree. Definitely. But overall, it was a good night. Yeah. Because I, I feel like um, I, we've definitely talked about this before, but where, you know, there's not a lot of hip-hop shows. Especially, like, on that level where it's, like, a lot of the local On acts. that level, I'll give you that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you. I mean, there's not enough hip-hop shows. Like, yeah, there's not enough. Yeah. Um, especially to that level. Yeah, that's not something we're usually getting around here, at least. I mean, I'm sure in other places. But in, around the Boston area, I don't think there's that many notable hip-hop shows that happens, you know, on a regular basis, which we got to really do something about, um, which we will talk about later, what we're kind of up to in, in terms of that front. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so have you been listening to any new records? This yeah. Actually, I, and I want, I want to say one thing. I, so I, I listened to the Post Malone record more. And you loved it. And I like the record now. Of course you do. Yeah. I, I, didn't I tell you last week you loved the record? You, I think you said you were, you, 
that I was going to love the record. Yeah. Well, you yeah. thought I yeah. was going to like the record. I know you would. And I didn't like you, it. You love the first. Ozzy Osbourne feature. I don't love that's that. That's your guy. But <laughs> Maybe. Might be. That's Fuck what, you. That's what your dad used to listen to when you, you know, when you were a kid. Nah, he was never into that, like, stuff. That's, like, for him, that's too heavy. Like, he's more of, like, a classic rock yeah. guy. So I don't, I don't put Ozzy in that, that, no, like, no. category. Oh, yeah, it's a good, you know. I gotta listen to it again. I, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. It grew on me. I was like, okay. I found myself, like, listening yeah. it, to it today, and I was like, yeah, I like this now. So. Yeah, there's a few good songs on it, but, yeah. I, you know, I haven't really returned to it once I listened to it, so I guess to me it's not that good. Yeah. Um, I did listen to a, an album that I really, really liked, um, and this is kind of acquired taste. Uh, but JPEG Mafia's new album, um, All Heroes Are Cornballs, I think it's called, <laughs> which is, uh, I love that title. He's got the funniest uh, named songs and albums, I guess. Um, if you haven't heard of JPEG Mafia before, um, he's kind of like this mix. He's kind. He reminds me of Lil Uzi Vert, only more uh, with a little bit more range. Cause he like JPEG sings. Um, he's got these crazy like electronic, like Aphex Twin type beats that he plays with. Um, his he's makes very interesting dynamic electronic rap. R&B music it's a it's hard to pin like pin down his genre what he what he really is um obviously he's hip-hop based for the most part but he's got a lot of different elements that he plays within his music and this album is um in terms of that front it's a lot of that it's just yeah. like every song just you know a bunch of noises bunch of noise yeah and then the noise starts to get organized a little bit and you hear melody and then he comes in and he starts rapping and then you're just like oh shit this is dope and then it flips again, and you're just like, where am I? What the fuck? You know, yeah. what's happening? And then, you know, into the next one. So um, there's a lot of that on the album, but it's it's really good. That album is, I would say, maybe I wouldn't say must listen to, but it's a good listen. It's a good listen. Okay. Yeah. When did it come out? Like, recently? Yes, I think it came out on the 10th, uh, 13th, September 13th, right around 10th, 13th, around there. Okay. Yeah, yeah I definitely have now. to check it out. Um Actually, today I listened to the new Ghostface Killer record. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a, a Ghostface record, um, but I notice he says like the f word, not not fuck, but you know what I mean. Say it. I'm not gonna say it. Say the fucking word, bro. I'm not saying it. All right. <laughs> um, but so he he says that a lot. Of like a few times like ad libs in the in the record, and I'm like, it's kind of like could see that being problematic. But were you offended? No, but but still, I don't think it needs to be used in his record. Like that, I'm I was so glad that that era of hip hop died down when all these rappers were saying that word left and right. Yeah, um, Eminem was saying it a lot. I think. Like every every rapper was using it was saying it for every rapper it was like it was, you know it was like next to the like the n word it was like right next to that you know as the, the the most like overused fucking you know word um and then Rick Ross recently used it on um what's free with meek Mill and jay z and I remember hearing it like listening to that record and hearing him like say that line and I just like it just hit me in the in the weird way where I was just like whoa. Yeah, it's like, Whoa, I, like I just don't think it needs to be. I haven't heard that. I, I haven't heard a rapper said that rap. say that in so long that it just like that's that's how I felt today. Where I hadn't heard it in a song in a while, like a while, and I heard it a few times, like in the record. I was just kind of like, aren't we like kind of over this? And like I don't know. I just think it's stupid. Um. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh. It's not to say that I won't be listening to Ghostface shit because I'm like protesting. I'm saying the word. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pro free speech to a certain extent, you know. So even though I disagree with like anybody really kind of using that word or trying to bring that word back, like if you're, you know, I st- I'm, I'm still gonna listen to you and give you a shot. But that word, I feel like I'm glad that it's not as used anymore. And, and really, like the only people that I've heard use it, 
are the old older heads. You know, like Rick yeah. Ross is pretty fucking old, even though he's kind of like new in terms of like he's you know, yeah. being a, a vet. He's kind of a new vet, like ten years in. Um, Ghostface has been around for a long time. He's older. Like he's probably you know he, I can see why he's using the word because he's a little bit like not of this generation, but like thankfully like that like when you hear that word it it has been reduced in terms of the the amount of times people say it that it hits you different when you listen when you hear them say it which is good that means like we move forward we progress so that's you know that's the bright side of it that none of these rappers are really saying it and when you do hear it it's just like ouch that hurts the ears it's not really doing it yeah yeah cool um so you listen to conway's new record yeah, man. Um, Conway's new record is pretty solid. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it there was a lot of um, like l- lo-fi raw boom bap kind of like feel to it. A lot of his records seem to be like that kind of feel, like that dark lo-fi hip hop type of uh, you know vibe. Um, there wasn't any like that aggressive head nod. You know, like Griselda type song on yeah. the on the album. At least I don't think um, there were a couple that's like more of like a more a little bit more energy, a little bit more bass, a little bit more of a head nod. But there was nothing on the album that I thought was like, oh shit, this is fucking crazy. Um, and I feel like Griselda is always good for that. Um, you know, just having that like you know, you know Mayblock type song or Five for Fifty, you know that type of stuff. But um, uh, this album was pretty solid all, all around. It was pretty solid. It was a good. It's a good. It's a you know good Conway the Machine album. Um, I thought I don't know if this is like in a, like just a bunch of songs that he's yet to release that he kind of put together, like you know to release this and, and kind of like get more streams from it, or if this actually is an album that he's like this is a piece of work that I'm like you know speaks for itself essentially. So yeah. I got to look up more research on that and see like what's what because I don't I don't think that that's his like release release i think it's one of those things where he's just like here's a collection of my songs that didn't make it on any of my other projects so maybe that's why i didn't have that like you know that pedigree yeah um but it was pretty solid it's pretty solid if you're if you're yearning for more griselda you know and, and conway the machine go out and listen to it. it's pretty good cool yeah mm-hmm. i'll have to check it out um yeah i haven't like been listening to too much stuff but um but yeah Nothing? You listen to nothing? Nothing new, really. Mostly podcasts. I've been on a podcast, like, spree. I'm gonna whoop your ass. I'm gonna whoop your ass. Right, I need to get yeah. you to listen to more hip-hop music. Always. Always and forever. I mean, I usually do, but, yeah. Well, I've been listening so to... So you, you started a hip-hop podcast, and now you conveniently... Well, actually, actually I've been listening music. to the, the Young Thug record... Uh, so much fun because we we talked about it. We did like three podcasts ago. Yeah, but you know, Jesus, you're late, brother. A little late, a little late on it, but see, this is what I'm happening. saying. You guys need to be shitting on us because yeah. Critter needs to be shitted on right now for not listening to any hip hop. Yeah, he's got a podcast going. He's just like, nah. I'm well, gonna it's listen like to a I podcast. keep listening to the same old fucking shit that I've been listening to. Dude, so. Stop. Yeah, I gotta listen out to of that. JPEG Mafia. I will. No, you won't. You're gonna listen to another podcast. No, three weeks from now, three episodes away i'll I'll discuss it (laughs) yeah all right we're back (laughs) do you see that what does it say broke the devil's hold on my soul all right so So he's a fucking he's a little weird we're uh we're discussing larry johnson um if you larry johnson the football player i feel like larry johnson is the like the most vague white guy name ever um larry johnson plays for the kansas city chiefs um, he's also really fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, he's he recently tweeted something controversial about like LGBT rights. Um, he's just going really like Su- he's a crazy clearly church super guy. religious, type. super religious to the yeah. point where you're completely out of your mind. Yeah. Um, and so recently he tweeted something interesting in regards to Meg the Stallion. Um, do you want to do you want to read the tweet? Uh, acquit it. Uh, her so her mother, who was her ma- manager, died in the month of March 2019, the same month of her breakout. Music industry uh, filled with easily corrupt, fatherless children looking for Satan to be daddy. They never had. That's so fucked. 
That's fucking dark, dude. That's fucked. That's that's some pretty dark shit. That's right some there. really fucked up shit. Where is he getting this information from? Is this the pastor at his church telling him this shit? Like, where is he? Where do you get unverified, like, like verified proof that this shit is happening? Yeah. Um, because this is nuts. Like, where yeah. are you getting this information that's from? Fucking like, this weird. Is, um, like, did, did he know somebody who's also gone through this shit? Can he name other like victims of this shit? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know. Um. Yeah, so that's pretty crazy. Um, and then, so uh, Meg the Stallion, she responded and said, "Just because you found out about me around the time my mother passed, does not make what you're saying accurate. I've been grinding for so long, and would appreciate if you weirdos on the internet would stop trying to associate my mother having a brain tumor with the fucking devil." Which is an understandable. Response yeah, it's from that. like that's. Like get off my dick, you fucking weirdos. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this whole like concept of uh, a sacrifice, um, it's a fucking bug. It's pissing me off. (laughs) Letting it get to you, man. Yeah, it is getting to you. Um, this whole concept of a sacrifice has been uh, in hip hop for quite some time. Yeah, you sort of enlightened me a little bit earlier. Yeah, about this, and I actually I wasn't. I actually didn't know about this. Yeah, um, so there's this for those of you at home who don't know either, and like, d- there's no need to know, by the way, because there's no proof to any of this, and it's yeah. all dumb bullshit made up. It's all people who think they have a third eye who have figured fucking like, the oh, universe out by sitting on their couch and watching Action Bronson get high. You know, this is like those yeah. type of crowd. No offense, like if that's you, but you're probably the person I'm talking about. Um, human sacrifices within hip hop. <laughs> so uh yeah. this so this is the most recent one the most recent one being meg the stallion um killed her mother off um in order to uh get more fame and more recognition in her career um it's kind of like you know it's, it's a sacrifice so you sacrifice this in order to get that that power money fame all of it um and because her mother's death and her success happened right next to each other pretty much one after another People are saying that this is an obvious case of this human sacrifice and hip hop thing happening. Yeah. Um, so that's why she's stuck in it. I, again, bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. This. Come on, people. Really? You're really that bored that you're making this shit up? Um, there's been other ones in history. So um, uh, let me think. Uh, Jay Z uh, sacrificing his nephew, even though Jay Z had been already, already like blew up a billionaire by that. the time his nephew died. But yeah, yeah. like. You know, hey, I guess there's this this whole concept of like, even if you were like super famous, um, you know, 20 years ago, like it's still you still have to pay your sacrifices 20 years later. It's like so literally any if I was super famous, anybody in my family could die at any point in my career after I've already am huge and popular and people would say, yeah, that's a sacrifice. It's the whole concept is stupid. Yeah. You know, um, the only one that I really give any sort of like. I'll give any sort of thought to just if I'm bored one day and have nothing to do. Um, you know, there's a like the P. Diddy one. Like the P. Diddy yeah. one, I'll like I'll I'll hear you out on because there's at least a little bit of meat there to make me think that something could be amiss. You know? The P. Diddy one, if you haven't heard, is the you know, Biggie before he died had ideas of starting his own record label. He had signed Lil Kim, Junior Mafia. Um, he was writing the rap for them. So, like, you know, obviously they were going to be good with their, their lyrics. Um, they had a whole swag. And Biggie was going to essentially take them under his new label that's not associated with Bad Boy and make them all stars. And Diddy, you know, wasn't having that and, you know, sacrificed his, his main you know revenue point, you know, in order to put his own career up. Um that is the only one I'll give any sort of like I'll listen to you on just because I want to hear some yeah. crazy shit. I still I that's just don't buy it. Somewhat, I don't, I don't buy, buy it at all. I just don't buy it. I don't it. buy any of them at yeah. all. But like that one like that one there's some meat there because you know after Biggie died and nobody knows who killed Biggie, you know, right after he died Puffy came out with the, the you know, I'll be there for you, which yeah, is a but smash I mean, granted, hit. The spotlight it was the first was song that he him. ever released as yeah. a and as an artist, you know, after that he became like a huge artist, not just an executive. And it pretty much, like, carried Bad Boy Records and P. Diddy to be the mogul he is today. So, like, he, yeah. he did. There was a there was a, if there was a sacrifice made in hip-hop. There was ever sacrifice made. I can see that being a case because, like, you know, um, you know, 
Puffy sustained success and what was happening before Biggie died. Not to say that that was a huge, like, you know, they were still cool, you know, with each other um, when Biggie was having these thoughts of starting his own label. But there's just enough there that I'll be like, huh, maybe it was or something. All these other ones are just such bullshit. Kanye West's mom. Kanye West's mom. He was like, already he sat- like a huge star at he, that point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it just doesn't make it any sense. It makes no sense. It's like they could it could happen to you have to sacrifice somebody twenty years after you became this huge celebrity. Yeah. It's like I, I get if it was like you have to kill somebody and then give us a year and then you'll be huge. Or you know, twenty years later, get the fuck out of here. Stop wasting yeah. my time with this shit. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. That's the Meg the Stallion. Yeah, I mean it's fucking crazy. People are so weird sometimes, like I know this. I've gone down the conspiracy theory rabbit hole. I think we all have, but it's like this one just doesn't add up. You lose you lose a lot of brain cells going down that rabbit hole. I'll say that. No yeah. offense, you really do because you don't know what's real and what's not. It's like looking into an illusion. And what? You know? And I think too is like you have to have the ability to like think critically and not just like like you read that thing so you automatically believe and, and it. And the fact you know? of the matter is, at the end of the day. If there was some sort of Illuminati bullshit happening in this, in, in like, you know, in the world or like whatever, what the fuck are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You one That's what, like, when I was like, you know, reading up on all these conspiracy theories outside of like the hip hop ones, like at the end of the day, what can I really do about it besides look out for me and my own and make sure we're in the best position to succeed in life, <laughs> which doesn't take conspiracy theories to know. Yeah. There's nothing you could do about it. You, it's not like I'm going to come up with an army of people and we're going to take over the fucking United States and, and you know, save the world from whatever fucking dark power there is. You yeah. know, it's like it's not going to happen. The elite. I don't have superpowers, so I yeah. can't stop any demonic, you know, other dimensional creatures from entering my body and taking over my, you know, whatever the fuck. I don't have the power. So <laughs> all I could fucking do is just make sure I'm in a position to succeed in life and make sure everybody that I love is in that same position. Yeah. So yeah, fuck those conspiracy theories. It gets you nowhere. Yeah, I agree. Just makes you feel like fucking crazy. And like it does. Dude, I was, that was like probably like the darkest times of my life when I was like super and into you're just conspiracy feeling theories. Bitter and like... Cause you hate the world. You don't know who to trust. Yeah. You know, you kind of hate white people because, like, you know, they're, you know, a lot of their, you know, That's figures fair. are, like, reptilian, yeah. you know, reptilian shapeshifters, <laughs> you know? Like... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. So, yeah. So, yeah, you know. So, this is quickly turned into a hip-hop podcast <laughs> slash conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Wait. All right. That's that's all I got. For all right, that's all you got. That's all I got. What do you got? We got next. Uh, so, so let's talk about like grindhouse business stuff that we're we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. You know what we want to do. Um, yeah. Um, so recently, obviously, we went to that show, and you know, I feel like we've been talking about this for a while, but we want to do like our own shows. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, as we mentioned earlier, it's like going to a show around this area. Not, there's not to say that there's not shows being thrown. Shows are being thrown all the time, every week. Um, you know, shout out to the regulars around Lynn, like you know, Premier Rap Battle League. If you're trying to catch a, a rap battle show, um, Rec Shop Movement every yeah. Wednesdays at at Bonefish Harry's. You know, for putting on their show. There's a lot of hip hop shows you can go to the city, um, generally, but like it's not like there's a lot of venues to host it in. Yeah. You know, and that's one issue that we are well aware of, and we wish there was something to be done about it. Um, we don't have the capital to, to make our own venue that accepts hip hop acts because a lot of these venues um, in the area and in the Boston area, they you know, there's venues, but do they accept hip hop music? No. Yeah, and a lot you know? of them just don't. They, they don't, don't. They don't want to be bothered with it. Um, it's a security yeah. thing. Like they got to pay security. They're afraid of fights, you know, whatever stereotype comes with hip hop music. They're afraid of. It's the of. same thing with like punk shows. Exactly. Know, just, so, so, so yeah. punk and hip hop, you know, are typically unless you're in Austin, which you know a lot of you know the venues in Austin accept yeah. punk punk shows. They don't accept hip hop shows sometimes. You know, sometimes yeah. they do, sometimes they don't. So, you know, punk has Austin at least. You know, yeah. um, like hip hop. You know, maybe bro- I don't know Brockton. I don't know. There's not too many venues for this. You know, for a lot of hip hop acts. Yeah. And so we've been, 
focusing, you know, we're trying to do something. We're, we're figuring out what to do with the record label aside from just representing our artists. And the next thing is, is to really kind of host, you know, hip hop music. Yeah. And so we've been looking at, um, or we've been in talks with a venue to be able to see what we can do about getting like, at least like, um, you know, a monthly hip hop show happening. Yeah. Um, something like that, something along those lines. Maybe we'll start off with the show or two here, see how it is, really feel like the, the, the people yeah. try to test it, see what see happens. People like interested and in, they want to like attend something like that. Exactly. Um, and see if, see yeah. what the, you know, what the damage is all, you know, at the end of the day, the yeah. people show up, how much money is it to, to throw this thing on? You know, do people care enough to really kind of attend? Do people not show up? We kind of want to test the waters there just to see what it's like. Yeah. Um, and see what we can do. And so, um, yeah, it's, uh, more shows are coming at some point. We're working yeah. on it. Um, uh, it's been sort of our new kind of focus, which is to see what we can do about getting a live show yeah. to help promote the local talent that we have in the area. Um, and like I said, we have a venue. We can't say what, what it is or where it is yet um, because we're still in talks. We're still trying to figure all that stuff out. Um, but we're working on hopefully some more accessibility to local artists to to, to play their hip-hop music yeah. and punk music also because we've been talking about integrating some of that in the scene also you know just getting yeah. you know in general more musicians to be able to have more opportunities to play their music yeah and i i just feel like lynn is lacking it um and yeah why not be the people yeah. that that push it forward and you know do something about it yeah because you can so. count in one hand all the venues that allows like live music and then the ones that allow hip-hop music you can count them on two two fingers yeah yeah seriously so it's like there's not many options so we're just trying to create another Especially option in lynn itself yeah yeah i mean there's surrounding town cities that do these things but it's like lynn doesn't have that yeah exactly like, but, and it should because all the talent that we have here yeah um more and more like a pretty large city too like, yeah exactly like we should we should have that stuff, but we don't. So. Yeah. And it's a, at the end of the day, like what we, you know, what I kind of sort of realize is like nobody's going to, if nobody else is doing it, it's not going to happen unless you do it yourself. Yeah. And so we kind of have been taking the initiative on that, um, trying to work out a few things with some venues. Um, one in particular, that seems like it'll be, what we're trying to do is make it, make sure that it's not going to cost us anything like, you know, an arm and a leg wise. And it's sort of mutually beneficial between the venue and us yeah, in like, terms of making yeah. them money and having us have, you know, enough of a turnout that like artists are, you know, can want to come out and perform and, 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 and get recognized by the community because, you know, two things that I, I think in Lynn that we need to work on one, the accessibility to light to venues for our artists two the community support for said artists. And I think the best way to do that is to find a venue and make it a regular occurrence so people know that they can always go here for hip hop music. Yeah, it's like on and, and you get both the community and the artists integrated, involved, and one supports the other. And so that's kind of like our, our new thing that we're kind of focusing on. And hopefully by yeah. 2020, uh, hope maybe even later, late 2019, we can have that, you know, start the process of that happening. Yeah, we're definitely in the talks of doing it. Um, yeah, it's just sort of doing the like logistic part of it. Um, but yeah. So in more hip-hop news, um, an article recently came out um, about Little Brother, and they're falling out with Ninth Wonder. So Little Brother um, released an album at uh, in September, or the beginning of September, um, without Ninth Wonder, and apparently he was supposed to be a part of the album um, to some capacity. Originally, he was supposed to be just a part, like the whole, you know, just the just them three back at it again, but with some, like, other producers you know also assisting you know and then um that didn't really happen and sort of knife wonder sort of had been taken out of the project and it's just uh Pooh and fonte okay um so we're now getting informed of what actually happened and what the whole bickering thing is about it doesn't seem good so, so what um essentially i think there's some still some contempt between Pooh fonte um, against Ninth Wonder because Ninth Wonder sort of went on and did his own thing and kind of focused on his own career and moved on from Little Brother while Fonte and Pooh sort of had to pick up the pieces and continue, um, you know, the band forward. 
And so when Ninth Wonder came back and, you know, they wanted to do this new album, that I think that contempt was still sort of there. Um, and so the second Ninth Wonder was, you know, pretty much was being like the, the, the same guy he was when he like kind of walked out of the group. Like they kind of shut it down. <laughs> yeah. You know, because Ninth Wonder wanted up like only like they only wanted um, they wanted Ninth Wonder, but they wanted to also incorporate other producers and apparently the beats that they were getting from Ninth Wonder were kind of ass. Like, if you read between the lines uh, on the, I think, what was it, the Hip Hop DX article, it seems like um, they did not like the beats that Ninth Wonder was providing. It's, maybe he was mailing it in. Who knows? But yeah. they weren't really feeling the beats. Um, they, they t- took I a feel like when, when artists say that we weren't on the same page, that's usually what it means. Yeah. It means, like, yeah, the shit that you was giving us was whack. You're yeah. saving all that shit for... Whoever the fuck, so you can make some money. So you know we're we're yeah. not gonna use all your crappy recycled beats. Like we want to make some yeah. dope. We want some dope beats on the album, not your recycled shit. Yeah. Seems like that's what the the whole fuss was about in terms of that. Because because Ninth Wonder wanted to only have it only be a Ninth Wonder production. Yeah. And Pooh and Fonta was like, nah, we gotta we want to incorporate other producers into this shit. Probably because they weren't feeling Ninth Wonder's beats. Um, and so that was the initial little squabble. And then Ninth Wonder didn't want to really do a full tour with him and only wanted to do the festival dates. Again, he's sort of like, seems like he's only interested in, in what's best for Ninth Wonder rather than what's better for the group. Yeah. And so once that also happened, now the, these little brush fires turn into full-fledged fucking flames. And, um, you know, we had some sort of like a, a PC nicely, you know, bundled little like, PR like statement about like them not like you know Ninth Wonder not being on the album really and sort of they kind of went their own separate ways and it's amicable but so on and so forth but once the album got released and you know all that shit kind of like you know you know passed seems like there was a lot more animosity than what they were originally saying and so that's kind of what, what's been happening Ninth Wonder is kind of doing his own thing he kind of st- you know he kind of still fucks with little brother but he you know at the end of the day he kind of really only cares about himself and little brother's just like, yeah, this dude's a kind of an asshole, and we're kind of sick of him. So, it's just us two now. <laughs> we're little brother. He's, you know, the the exiled brother that nobody yeah. likes anymore. You know, so that's that. It sucks. Yeah, little brother's a dope group, but um, you know, you can say goodbye to Ninth Wonder. You won't be a part of that group anymore. I don't see it happening. So are they gonna rename the group, or I don't know. They'll I, just keep it. It's little brother. Yeah. They've been them. I mean, it's just been them two for a while. I mean, they had a couple releases just them two. You know, after Ninth Wonder kind of moved on. So it's, it's still Little Brother. It's just Ninth Wonder is not going to be back with them. Yeah. That's all it is. Um, but have, shit happens, man. That's the music industry. Have they know? said, like, like who's going to replace Ninth Wonder? No. No. They're just going to get some producers to make more beats. And, you know, they do, do what regular rappers do. Just, like, you know, just a concoction of different people that you work with. Some people might work out. Some people might not. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. Um, but in terms of them three, because they came up together. Obviously, the three came up together. It's... That's not happening anymore. And, you know, stop living in the past, man. It's just, it's Poom Fonte now. Yeah. So that's, that, it is what it is. It is what it is. File that under, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Um, what else do we, what do you want to talk about? What else is there? Any, any other news happening? Uh, we have some old merch that we could potentially put away if you look at this shirt right here you'll notice uh that this says animal house recordings um animal house recordings was now it's redacted <laughs> yes and, gr- and now it's called grindhouse recordings yes animal house recordings was the beginning of our record label yes um but then we ran into some quote-unquote legal issues shout out kevin fuck you um, <laughs> no, no, I'm not, we're not gonna go. We're not gonna say that. What? We're not? No. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, we had some problems, so like, we ended up changing the name. Yeah. Um, so. Animal House. It's a popular name. Um, obviously, we we got it from Animal House the movie, which I'm pretty sure they wouldn't care if we use it for record label name. Yeah. But it was also kind of like uh, other entities were involved in that naming process. Yeah. And they didn't really feel comfortable with us taking the name and using it for our own thing which is fine um yeah and so we had to change the name but having said that we have a whole bunch of merch that we can't give away yep because fast enough yeah um because nobody wants to buy old merch with some shit that's that's not not the name of our company anymore so um so yeah uh 
buy some shit. So no, um, don't buy I, some just shit. kidding. We're giving it out. <laughs> buy We're some new shit. Out. Buy some new shit though. Jesus Crito. Always, always Pyramid selling. Scheming. Always selling. <laughs> These guys are always selling. I'm trying to give you free. I'm shit. trying to keep the lights on. Yeah, no, I'm trying that's... to give you. Free. I don't care about the lights. I've been poor before. Whatever lights, meh. You got fucking candles for that. Um, if you like, subscribe, and share the podcast, we and... will give you a free Animal House shirt. Yeah. And sure, it's not a company anymore, but it's you know it's a keepsake. It's a little yeah, nice little shirt. You know, a little relic from the past. Yeah. Established in 2015. Maybe you know wear it to bed or. If you're it's a good shirt, man. It's some, a good shirt. It's doing some a, yard um, work, you want to throw that on? Yeah, yeah. It's, got, go it's it. got a little vinyl record in the yeah. back. You know, I'll show you. Let me let me just show you real quick. The, this is uh, Edwin's twerk uh, yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even gonna so. twerk right now. I'm not, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't even do that to you guys. Thank but you. Yeah, I appreciate just, that. We, just, we, we can't afford to lose any viewers. Oh, yeah, the, the three viewers that we have. Every I wouldn't week. do that to people. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you saw my ass crack. Also, it happens. Um, <laughs> you have to blur that. <laughs> Did you see my ass crack? I, I don't know. No, okay, good. I I, I just felt like notice. crack was showing. I was like, hmm. It might have been. I don't crack know. Crack is whack, folks. Stay away. <laughs> um, but yeah. So if you like, comment, subscribe, um, hit us up, and we will send you a shirt. We'll mail you a shirt. So. Yeah. Um, it's just a little thing we're doing to, you know, to we just uh, say get rid thank of you. The old stuff. Yeah, and... we want to get rid of it. It's just literally like I've, I, if you see me in the streets, more likely than not, I'm wearing this shirt. It's not because I wear the same shirt every day. It's just because I have a box full of them. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to give these out, and why not give them out to people who's actually supporting the podcast? True. So get your free Animal House shirt by subscribing, liking, and sharing the podcast. And if you've already done that. Hit us up and we'll send you a shirt. Yeah, definitely. Um, cool. I think that's everything. We did we cover everything? We covered like literally everything. All right. So, um, thank you guys for listening. If you did indeed listen, next week we will be back with, with an interview. An interview, a special yeah. guest interview. Um, really, really dope. Please tune in for that. It's gonna be great. You'll learn a lot. You'll have a new artist that you can add into your little uh, repertoire. Of you know new new artists on the lookout. Yeah. Um. So tune in for that. So yeah. Uh. Like subscribe. Yeah. Get a free shirt. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you.